Ayo, I woke up with designer dreams. So you know I want the finer things. Pushing through the weed clouds, feeling like the oracle. Anytime I think of 09, I get euphoria. Cause my granddad was living. My granny, she was giving me insight. Now I recite the light down. What is good, everybody? DJ T-Mac here to bring you another great hip-hop conversation. Cause that's just what we do here on the channel. You know what I'm saying? We got a... Dope hip-hop artist in the building. Not from Denver, but he is now living around here in Denver. Uh, we got Miss Rose, Mr. Don't Play in the building. Hey, hey appreciate you, team man. What's good, yeah, man? How yeah. are you? Doing good, man. I appreciate your hospitality. Appreciate you having me. Um, I was watching the Mussolini interview. My homie Vittorio. I saw you just dropped that yes, today as absolutely. well. Yep, yep, That's yep. the homie. So um, you're doing a lot of good work, man, for just getting here a year ago. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the underground scene has a lot of great stuff happening in it, a lot of great artists, a lot of great art coming out of it. So, you know, we got to showcase that and bring it to more people. For sure, for sure. And a lot of great stuff happening here in Denver. Uh, I discovered you through some uh, events, some showcases, I guess. And, uh, you know, really dope artists. You stuck out to me uh, for many different reasons. Um, but what is it like, you know, sort of being here, performing in Denver, being on these lineups? What What is it like being, you know, in the scene here? Uh, I think like the scene is it's more versatile than people think. Like the original crowd that um, like the homies that I met was just from going to an open mic at Muni Cafe. Uh, I moved here in July last year, November. I went to that open mic that's put on by DJ Khan's absolute legend in uh, Denver hip hop, like 30 years strong. Uh, and Small Boy Funk, they put on an open mic, open to all MCs, and that's really where I started. You know, I couldn't get booked for anything, but I could hit the open mics up and, you know, rip those and just, you know, show and tell, you know what I mean? Show so, people what you got. Exactly, and just, just get that notebook material off, you know what I mean? Just just get them bars off, make room for new stuff. So, um, honestly, being in the scene, is it's it's been great, man. You just really have to throw yourself out there. Um I uh, I'm trying to figure out the show you said you saw me at first, man. It um, might have been the terminology show at, at uh, the River Bar and Gallery. Getting connected, to, getting connected with River was a huge, you know, jump just in being in uh, ingrained in the scene because like just getting that chance to be on a show that you know like that that's dope. The terminology, I probably rocked at River like. I don't know five or six times, five or six shows now, just at River alone, just from getting to know them. The management is so cool in their artists first you know like they're they're letting artists be the profitable ones in most of their business situations or whatever like they're artists first so just not being afraid to get out there man you know has helped me out a lot dope man dope yeah everybody's been very friendly big shout out to cons he's been the dj like every show that i've been to so far so uh salute to him doing great work we're gonna have to speak with him very soon <laughs> you know we're getting connected with everybody right now salute to you old sold era yes um you know a whole bunch of cats um so yeah let's continue on so talked about you know the denver scene a little bit but you're not from here when did you move here and let the people know where you're from yeah. and sort of the scene down there for sure for sure so i'm from little rock arkansas originally um long ways away from here and uh i got here in denver last july and um you know like where i'm from little rock it's such an interesting like it's at an intersection of all these influential um southern hip-hop capitals so arkansas to the west we got texas 
Houston scene, Dallas scene, all that's coming in when I'm growing up as a kid. To the north of us, we got Missouri, St. Louis with Nelly and the St. Lunatics and Jay Quan and like that's just to the north. It touches Arkansas. To the east, we got Tennessee, Memphis. Come on, man, Memphis, three six eight ball. All these places super influential. And then to uh, top it off, you know, to the south of us, Louisiana, New Orleans. Come on, man, like <laughs> no limit. Uh, cash money you know all the legendary stuff that Louisiana has provided so that's the melting pot that I grew up in and that that mixture so Arkansas I wouldn't say just has a outright star that anybody would know there's definitely talented artists that are that have you know moved elsewhere and made names and still rep the city but like as far as somebody that is like a first name basis there's nobody you think of but we're surrounded by hip-hop royalty and so if you grew up there you're well versed in all that different type of hip hop, you know, so. Surrounded by it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, out here, it seems like there's a lot of venues, a lot of places to perform. What is it like down there? Is it similar or, or not really? No, it's only a slice of what Denver has to offer. And that's the thing other than like Austin or I guess even like places like L.A., of course, and New York. But like Denver for the size it is and where it's at and kind of how isolated it's not coastal. It has a lot of venues yeah i'm surprised <laughs> like more than most you know it's up there in terms of city and venues and perform in in the music industry like as far as performing places to perform like in the country like as a city it's just packed so my city pales in comparison to what denver has to offer and so i think that's that's been awesome and, and like another thing too man i wasn't doing music um i wasn't releasing music when i was back home in little rock i was in my room making beats bad ones <laughs> but getting my reps in you know and writing and um you know just trying to like just loving it yeah i never had the intention of putting it out i just love it you know i got a, hundreds of beats and songs and you know uh unfinished things that nobody ever hear but it was fun to me you know i, I always remember that and uh kind of prepares you for now where you can just perform when the lights is on because you just you know just just practicing so gotta put in that work right yeah, yeah. It, it definitely takes a lot of work but I can tell that you put in the work. I mentioned this at the show, man. You sound like very professional. Uh, everything is like clear in your music. It's clear when you're spitting. Um, it's high caliber lyricism. You know what I mean? Hey. Um, we're we're going to talk about your start in music and, and you know, the, your, the kind of path that you took to get to where you're at now. Um, but before that, talk a little bit more about Little Rock, Arkansas. Like yeah. that's a that's a place like most people learned about in their history class. Oh, I yeah. think uh, the Little Rock Nine, I believe, right? <laughs> where, where the nine students that you know went to the white school after segregation, you know, was yes, was put out out of law. <laughs> um, so, I mean, talk about growing up in that town and you know mm -hmm. the history behind that, and you know, I'm sure that probably influences you heavily and and your music. Yeah, for sure. I'd say that like Little Rock is it's a it's a real city in the sense that, you know, if you're not talking about the Little Rock Nine, if you're not talking about Bill Clinton, the other thing that people know Little Rock for is the HBO documentary from the 90s, Banging in the Rock. And it was just about gang violence and Little Rock being such a small city, but like very high top 10, you know, just violence and, and murder. And not to like start off with negatives, but just setting the scene for people that come out of Little Rock like it is a you know you just kind of it's a real city man <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's got pockets that um you know are, are really rough but um i wouldn't say that i grew up necessarily in you know the rough as a pockets but a lot of my family you know um my grandmother and whatnot but um 
other than that, it's a really resilient city. It's got a very strong civil rights history, Little Rock Nine, um, and other things that have that have happened in the city. So it's a very prideful city, strong civil rights history. Um, you know, some parts are rough for sure, but also soulful. You know, it's 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 got a it's got a lot of um, like black entrepreneurship. Like for instance, um, a lot of people are familiar with the uh, the Tulsa Black Wall Street. Little Rock had a district that was similar to that um, called the West uh, West Ninth Street. It was a district full of black businesses, entrepreneurs, like its own economy, if you will, where you can keep the dollar circulating in that community. You know, doctors, restaurants, that dollar would stay there. Um, but uh, in the 50s, going on to the 60s, they built the interstate and targeted that side of town to build the interstate. And it was like, you know, using the pen and the government to steamroll and a whole community so none of that exists today you wouldn't you know highway interstates going through that so there's a lot of stories to be told you know from little rock but um that's why i always take a lot of pride and if you've been to my shows i always rep it you know i always saying absolutely where i'm from people mm-hmm. are like what is that 501 what is what is that so 501 to the 303 yes sir yes sir let's go uh, and we're glad you're here to, you know, to tell the story and, and you know, represent that is great. You know, hearing hearing every, everybody's different story and, and so many different sides of hip hop and, you know, ways that hip hop could be like represented or, or or your culture could be represented through hip hop and, and, you know, how you express it. So that's dope, man. We're getting a little bit of that southern influence out here in the mountains, mile high, you know, yeah, out here doing it, man. Yeah. So let's get into your start in making music a little bit. You said for a while you were in your room making beats. Mm-hmm. Was beats the first your first like foray in, into music or, you know, before that hitting the recorder? Like, like let me know yeah. fr- from jump <laughs> all the music history. Oh, man. Well, like I'd say my first the first musical piece I ever touched was like an alto saxophone like in uh, right, seventh right. grade okay. did not stick with it but <laughs> but you asked me the first that was the first thing you know what I'm sure. saying so the saxophone and I mean I was exposed to music so early on my mom was telling me uh that I was listening to um no nah, not listening to but like I'd be in front of the TV uh snoop and dre man i would listen to the chronic she say the low riders be going up and down i'd be in front of tv like this and some diapers man she's like oh yes i mean she's always playing the realest man and she's like me keeping up with the latest releases she always kept the latest releases so i was growing up you know around a lot of a lot of great hip-hop during the golden era of like you know saying keeping up with those releases dr dre the chronic like Man. I didn't hear that until like, you know, eight years ago or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. to be growing up with that, that's that's pretty interesting. And, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I turned out a gentleman, but I, my mom still played the most explicit stuff. You know, hey, your kids will be all right. Hey, just <laughs> be because right. you listen to a certain type of music doesn't mean you're going to act a certain way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, you know, um, exposure early can be great. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, as you were saying, um, as I was saying, you know, the saxophone, I didn't really stick with that, but. I've always been a poet, though. You know, a lot of my writings are not to beats. Um, I just write, you know, from a kind of a spoken word of poetry, just putting words together. I always loved it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm a and I'm a nerd too. Like, I always been a self starter and like a seeker of knowledge. So I love vocabulary. I love words, and I, I always felt like I had something to say too. So putting them together, just a natural poet. And then um, in college, like 2013, I bought Logic. And I was like, you know, I'm curious about this production aspect, too. And if I can put these together, I think I'd be, it'd be cool, you know, just to see where it goes. Because you start as a fan, then become a student, 
and you're still a student when you're an artist, but you grow from that to like, all right, now I want to practice what I learned and you become the artist. So that's that was my development path. Super fan first. Then I'm very curious about like how did how do they put those sounds together? Like how do, how is the song constructed? I'm just very curious now. I want to see the I want to see behind the curtain. Student and then moving to Denver with this scene, I got a chance to put everything I learned all those years. Now that's what you're seeing is like the man, just the coagulation of all of that, you know. Very cool, man. I went through a similar journey, so it's it's great to hear somebody else like put it out like in, in that in those um, terms. Uh, really dope. Um, who are some of those influences uh, that you know got you to want to you know, as you say, get behind the curtain, mm-hmm. especially like producer MCs? Mm-hmm. Man, I would I would have to say like producer MCs. Um, one in particular, like I I say my most formative years of wanting to get behind that curtain is coming up in college in the 2010s, early 2010s. So the rise of like a cat like Big Crit. Um, extraordinary producer crazy mc he's mastered both you know what i mean like he can do it and i know where his humble beginnings he grew up in the poorest state in the union you know in the united states you know what i'm saying mississippi um j cole you know being able to see his rise and not like now but like really seeing really being on j cole in like 09 and 08 and kendrick and i know it's like um, people would be like, ah, oh, man, you just, you know, listen to the surface level, you know, hip hop. But like back then seeing those guys is rise, was though, I was in level. it, I was in it though. You know what I mean? I wasn't a kid. Like I was really outside, you know, and, uh, seeing the rise of those guys and the changing of the guard. Cause you know, I was around for that change from, you know, just gangster stuff to be able to just express yourself, you know, talk about it from another perspective. And obviously, you know, a lot of that started with, you know, with Kanye, um, changing the guard, you know, what was sell and, you know, didn't have to just be a gangster, but seeing all these guys come after him and um, had a type of lyricism and subject matter inspired me for when I started to really put music together. Cause I'm like, I don't, I can just be myself, you know, all those guys are themselves, you know, and a uh, big influence on me wanting to just look deeper into it, you know? Dope man, really dope artist. Some of my influences as well. Uh, J. Cole actually came to my college in I think 2010 or 11. Wow. So we were in the gymnasium with like less than 100 people, you know what I mean? Seeing J. Cole. And then three years later, he's like selling out Jones Beach, like headlining with Drake, you know what I mean? Like it was crazy that time, the rise of of those guys and some other ones in particular. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, J. Cole's never going back to that gymnasium, my my guy. I, <laughs> I wish I was going to more shows. I wasn't going to concerts and shows at that time in college. I should have been because mm. J. Cole had the Dollar and the Dream Tour where the shows cost a dollar. You just had to get in, you know what I'm saying? Like Those times will never be recreated. It's stadium or nothing for J. Yeah. Cole now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if he's in the gym, he's playing basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you catch him, but no Cervantes <laughs> for J. Cole. I wish, Yeah. you yeah. know, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes artists go back and do like those more intimate shows. He's actually done that himself, but that was even, you know, close to 10 years ago at this point. Uh, pretty crazy to think about, but <laughs> we're, we're on the lookout, man. Any good shows, I'll let you know. All right. Well, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, so we talked about some of your influences. Uh, let's talk about your name, mm-hmm. Rose. Where did that come from? Yeah. So, and sort of how do you spell it? Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. So Rose, um, R O, dollar sign, dollar sign, A Y. And a lot of times, sometimes I'll stylize the Y like the yin. Um, 
uh, money Y, but um, R O dollar sign dollar sign A Y. But uh, really, it comes from uh, my last name is Ross, and that's my real last name. And uh, people was always like calling me Rose, obviously because you know Rick Ross. You know, Rose. exactly. That's kind of what people will first think of when they yeah. hear Rose. Yeah, most of the time. Exactly, and um, but that was always something that um, like that was one of my nicknames. People always calling me that, but you know, it's just my my real last name. So I just took my 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 real last name, stylized it into something simple and uh, something that you know was really <laughs> something that people were calling me even before music. You know, so I was like, yo, I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll with it. Simple, you know, simple. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about Soul Child. Let's do it, please. Dope yeah. Project released earlier this year in April. Yes. Ten tracks, mm-hmm. about 20 minutes. It's it's a perfect vibe. Mm-hmm. Perfect vibe. Like I said, ten tracks. It's it's not the longest project, but mm-hmm. you're it's it's packed. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot of heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling you anything yeah. that you don't know, clearly. Hey. <laughs> um Dope vibe, vibe throughout, like I said, bar heavy, high caliber MC, ill flows. Uh, some of my favorites on there is is like Southside Spazzin. Oh, wow. Okay. That one and, and Tutu Common, Tutu Common, okay. like right after each other. Hey, some Bro. sequencing. You know what I mean? We're going to get into it. We're yes. going to get into it, man. Uh, speaking of the sequencing, it starts with Sunrise. Ends with sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, soul child. It's spelled soul, like like the sun, right? Yes. So so there's a lot to this project. Why don't you tell people about this project, the the initial <laughs> spark where the idea came from, and and you know the process. Yeah. Um. Soul child, like the name, it means a lot of things to me. Um. I say just my personality, and I think the, um, the way that I've come off to other people i think throughout my life has been like radiant and positive you know and uh i always have like a glass half full outlook <laughs> so much so that some people might get annoyed by it you know what i'm saying mm. but uh that's i can't help it that's how my mind and my essence is constructed man just to think positively and 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 be radiant so you know calling myself the soul child is a reflection of how I see myself too. And, um, you know, just in terms of my impact, um, and presence and, and it, uh, and it also has got a couple meanings too. So yeah, like the son, S O L, uh, soul child, like S O L E. I am my mother's only child. I am the soul child, like truly <laughs> the only child. Uh, and then also thinking of it from, you know, S O U L, you know, it, it is soulful. Like, um, and I feel like soul music, doesn't have to necessarily it's not about instrumentation it's about what are you saying in the music i feel like anything could feeling be, you get from exactly, it exactly anything could be soul music you know what i mean if you're saying something or if if, you're, if people really feel that you know so i feel like i'm like i'm saying things in this in this record i'm talking about society i'm talking about myself being honest about loss um i'm being honest about you know overcoming things and and, and like striving you know for what you want so it's a very I, I say it's a very radiant, you know, uh, project. Radiant. I yeah, like it. radiant. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and yeah, putting it together, I did a lot of the recording. Uh, I finished it up with my homie P. White. He engin- engineers over at the Lab Studios here in Denver. And that was like my first experience. Soul Child was the first experience of me being in the studio, too. Um, you know, just getting in there. And like the way I approach the studio, I usually go in solo. I'm not there to party, you know. I'm not there to like waste studio time, especially when you're independent artist and it's on your dime. You know what I mean? Uh, I come in, I'm ready. I'm laying tracks down, you know. And so, Soul Child, it's funny. 
a lot of the rhymes I wrote on Soul Child, I wrote maybe five, four, four or five years ago. Soul Child was like me literally clearing out my notebook, you know, like from a lot of stuff that I wrote throughout the years. Like a lot of stuff is on there old, but I cleared out my notebook. And so my next project is going to be even crazier because it's me now. You know, it's not the past me, even though it was dope. And, and my pen has always been great. He's always been a poet, but I had to get that out, you know, clear that notebook. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give give that to the people because, you know, it's some some dense, heavy stuff in there. But it, like you said, it's it's all great stuff. And I'm glad we got it, man. I, I, that, that's interesting that you sort of like presented it that way. I'm clearing out the notebook. Yes, yes. It's like, yeah, it's just like seriously just just washing away and it's it allows me to give more attention to the next um and so now the next project i put out which is already you know pretty much i'm close to finishing it you know what i'm saying i'm just you just never I, I feel like you know i'm trying to get to that point where i know when the next project is finished but i'm getting there but um yeah soul child just getting past that but um and then once i had all the tracks um like you're saying just thinking about it too from a fan perspective like how do i want to sequence this man how i want phases in this too you know what i mean from the intro middle that toot to common south side spazzing you know finish strong that's like the last half of it so just trying to think of how how to you know organize these tracks so yeah i try to put some thought into it man absolutely man i i like really like um it's just a great project, man. Like I'm glad I'm glad I discovered you at the show because this is what I've been rocking the past couple of weeks. Um, really good stuff. Um, great songs for performing too. You've definitely performed a few tracks off of it at the last show. Yeah. Um, some like solid hooks that people can really like sing along with and like get behind and you know easy to remember. Um, what are some of your like favorite songs or favorite track to perform off of it? Ah, off of Soul Child, um, the Toot to Common track for sure is uh, people people love that one and like uh, I need to throw it back in my set list. I didn't do it at the most recent show at your mom's house, but Toot to Common is a I don't know it's it's got a great vibe, great energy. Um, shout out to Funk the Truest who produced the beat, um, producer here in, in Colorado, dope one. Um, but that one, like you said, the hook, infectious. I feel like the verses are great and the production is unique, you know. It's very unique on that on that song. And uh um I think the imagery too with the two to common uh hook, it just kind of evokes some interesting imagery too. So Body covered in gold. <laughs> Say the hook for us. Yeah, two to common, two to common, body covered in gold, bury riches. I'm never ever selling my soul. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Look, rose bust like a four five. I've been dope since old nine. Now the years deuce deuce, and I'm still the fucking truth. I was born in nine two. You see what these rhymes do? Now imagine me in the booth. Now imagine me in that coupe. Matt Black with the options. Look, rose, I ain't stopping till my body in that coffin. And even then, I'll still be flossing. Yeah. Two to common, two to common, covered in gold, buried with riches. I'm never ever selling my soul. Two to common, two to common, body covered in gold, buried with riches. I'm never ever selling my soul. Yeah, yeah man, the way the beat goes on that, the flow. That's, yeah. Ugh, that's yeah. Like a, ugh, yeah. That's a, and that's the feedback I get. And the funny thing from an artist's perspective is like, as an artist, you might have your favorites. You might have written this. You might have written a track in your mind like oh this is gonna be the one and then people are telling you nah this is the one mm -hmm. you gotta listen to the you know listen to the feedback listen man to <laughs> listen yeah <laughs> listen to people so i'm like yo i love it too but i'm like okay that is one that i've 
people have definitely told me like yo that one is dope uh i also like to do hive mind um hive mind a lot hive mind's yeah, really, yeah, that dope. One's really dope yeah pretty i have here like pretty much the sequencing hive mind through two to common that's like my favorite run of it, I would say. Hey, yeah, yeah. Bars, you know. Yeah. That's what we like over on this side, as yes. you could tell. Um, talk about some of the producers on the project. You just said uh, Funk. Yeah, Funk the Truest. I heard uh, Old Soul Araby shout out. Oh, shout man. out on there too, right? Old Soul produced Hive Mind. Dope, sick beat, man. It was, uh, and he's he's been one of the dopest homies I've had since I've I've moved here just unselfish with show opportunities production and just always like include me you know just going out of his way to really include me and stuff so i really appreciate that but yeah oh, excuse me old soul uh produce high mind hey rose hey. mr don't play what? yeah hey i was tired of feeling empty vacant i ran my check up now i'm a different type of patient it's time for rearrangement let me spell it out i'm from the south where they still hang men and, and even if they're registers you know ain't shit changing the pain and the anguish is ancient the laws is tainted politicians be faking like they stainless really they black facing face it the knives out soon as your back facing then they turn to jason that's what happens when you adjacent to the snakes and the hating instead of the love they want Boy, desert eagles, but I gave them a dub. Why the progress of my people moving slow as a slug? Reaching my pocket for a dollar, still poured out a dub. Look for the ribbon in the sky, but I ain't know where it was. Uh, maximize this high mind so I could get us a buzz. Yeah, hey, so I could get us a buzz. I'm like years ahead of where I was. Yeah, uh, it's Rose and Old Soul era. Yeah, bringing back that golden era. Funk the Truest has got a lot of production. And then uh, my favorite, uh, are you familiar with Brain Orchestra, the producer? He's out of Jersey. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, he produced like five tracks on there. He okay. he produced uh, The Light, Get Out and Get Something, Peace, um, Keep It Clean. And, uh, man, oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting the other one, man. I'm forgetting the other one, but I think he he did like five tracks on there, and uh, yeah, just connected with him, man. Just reached out, you know, and that's that's another big thing too. Like, hey, the worst thing somebody can say is no, you know. Obviously, it did business, but um, yeah, like I was able to work with him, and uh, he was super dope. Not not hit me over the head, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, with the prices and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I was real happy to get like some solid production, and that's that was honestly the nucleus of Soul Child. That's how I knew, okay, I got to build this out and add some more tracks to this because I recorded to those beats, five beats first, and that's was like, okay, I got something here. Let's, And then the rest got added. Nice. Um, yeah, and that was the nucleus of Soul Child. I was like, all right, I got something. Dope, man, dope, dope. I love it. I love the uh, behind-the-scenes talk of it. Um, sequencing the album, can you get a little bit more in details about that? Like you said, you love hearing the fan perspective of it. Talk about you know putting together a project like this. I think the most important thing for artists is just, all right, once you've just worked so hard, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to record the album, coming out of your own pocket, you know, to put it all together, then you got to take off the artist hat and put on the fan hat and sit down as a listener. So before my stuff goes out, I was in my own Spotify top five because, like, I'm not out of conceitedness or ego, but because I'm always giving stuff to car test or I'm always, like, listening to it, you know, walking. Like, what is what, what does it sound like when I'm walking, you know, in, at night when it's cold? What, what does it sound like in the car? So Testing it in different environments. Yeah, I'm all about feel. Like, 
that's what I like out of my albums. That's what most fans like out of the album. So that's the perspective when I take off the artist hat and put the fan hat on. Uh, I listened to the album in a lot of different combinations. And that was the one that just stuck out to me. So I put it all in one mix, like tried to flow through. And when I heard the current order the way it is, I was like, that's it. Like that was the smoothest, had highs, took it down, had good stretches. Like I was like, this is, yeah, this is the order. So just listening to it from a fan perspective helped get the sequence in. And I think that's the best way to do it. Dope, man. Dope. Um, one of the quotes that I have written down here, if you're afraid to die, you're afraid to live. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, what from Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, like that's... I think just that bar really stands out to me because it's almost like uh, me taking the leap into artistry and sharing yourself. Like, to be honest, every time you take a criticism or somebody says your stuff sucks or I don't know, whatever, that's like an arrow. You know what I'm saying? You're putting yourself up there to be, you know, shot and figuratively die. You know what I'm saying? So if you're afraid to, you know, encounter some arrows, if you're afraid of criticism or afraid of what people will think, um, you know, as an artist, you got to die a lot of times by taking criticism. You know what I mean? It's like, but you got to be at peace with it. And so until you just uh, at peace uh, to like just cannonball into whatever you're trying to pursue, you can't just dip the toe in. You know what I mean? You got to like really just get in there, man, and just try it. And then at the end of the day, at least you won't have regrets. <laughs> you know, that's the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's why we're out here doing so many interviews right now. You know, yes. we're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. I love it, man. I love the inspiration. Um, I love the 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 thought that you know that you give the listeners. The listeners, you really make the listeners think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, bro, you're accomplishing what you're trying to do for sure. Yeah. Thank you. It. Thank you so much. Um, so, anything else you want to let the people know about Soul Child? Like as we're wrapping up before we kind of try to get some hints about the next project and what's to come um anything else wrapping up about soul child that you want you know the people to know oh man i think uh you know other than we we talked in detail about the project but i would just say that you know one day i definitely want to um explore physical re-releases of that um okay so it's just on dsps right now really yeah i did work with a um I worked with a company out in London who made uh, some dub plates of my like vinyls of of Soul Child, and I used those in kind of a contest giveaway and uh, for a show or whatnot. But I only got like three. I gave one to my mom. I gave one to the dude who won the competition, and I got one at home. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I want to re-release that on a mass level. But you gotta let the people tell you that you don't want to go in spending mass buku amounts of on vinyl. You know what I mean? Box of vinyl, and it won't move. But hearing more people. You know, they love the project, hearing more people that, you know, really sticks with it and still listening to it. I'm going to keep that in mind as I think about cassettes and vinyl and just different ways to keep keep the spirit of it alive. So I am thinking about that. Hey, dope, man. Yeah, that's that's a, definitely a way for independent artists to be making money. I got a whole little this is the independent section right here. You know, you talked yeah. about Mussolini. We got a whole bunch of moose here. Yeah. You know, what else we got? You mentioned Freddie Gibbs. We got a little Freddie oh, Gibbs, some crisis here. Yeah. You know, a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, it's been hurting the pocket. We ain't getting them <laughs> any of this Christmas season unless somebody <laughs> getting some gifts, you know? Hook your boy up. Come on. But, uh, you know, we out here. We out here doing our thing. Miss Rose, Mr. Don't Play. So you talked a little bit about, you know, another album sort of coming soon, almost done. What can you tell us about it? 
Yeah. I can tell you this next project, um, I recorded probably close to 10, 10 tracks in like two weeks uh, in this past month. And it's just been, I like operate off of spurts of energy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like lightning striking. And I just try to capture that. Like, if I'm... I'm not always, sometimes the pen is slow, <laughs> such is life, <laughs> you know, the seasons. But when, when my pen is on and I'm like really inspired and, and something in the world is like shook up my psyche or just really got me inspired, you know, I'm really going to take advantage of that. So I've recorded um, like a little over 10 tracks, like in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I'm this collection of tracks, much like Soul Child, I'm like, these stand out these are a level above soul child like it's funny i have an i have affection for soul child but i'm past that I'm, I'm above that and i think this this next project um like i was alluding to earlier soul child is a lot of older bars you know for me trying to figure it out and i'm still trying to figure it out but this is a more confident me i'm more assured in myself um in my flow subject matter and i got new producers a new cast it's like you okay, know what i mean okay, okay. so um i can tell you that uh if you if you're familiar with john d uh he's a dope producer and also engineer I am. yeah 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 i follow him on instagram i plan on getting getting him up here soon to talk with him hey please do shout out to john d man we got i got i got a handful of joints from john d but my next single that's gonna probably be dropping in a couple weeks um I'm just securing the rollout for it right now. But the next single produced by Jondi, it's going to be Sweet. a banger. It's going to be a banger. Fire. Before the yeah. end of the year? You know, I might I might let people, you know, get through the holidays so they can give me their undivided attention. You know Got what I'm you. saying? Got I'll take you. that time for myself, too. Got you. Got <laughs> but, you. but uh, yeah, I think I think maybe starting that new year, kicking in the door. You okay, know? I like it. Yeah. I yeah. like it, man. I'm excited. We're looking forward to it. Stay on the lookout. Where can people find you and follow you? So I'm very, you know, I'm active on Instagram. So if you want to follow me there, r0 underscore zzay once again r zero underscore zzay um and then also um i say definitely check out my website i'm definitely trying to get my email list up for my fans i have exclusive music for download from the next project on there right now oh shit if you were to sign up you okay. know what i mean there's stuff okay. that don't exist no more it's not streaming anything it's on my site rose don't play.com that's all lowercase no hyphen on the don't Rose, R-O-Z-Z-A-Y, don'tplay.com. Go there. I got exclusives all over the site, man. <laughs> My next question was literally going to be, is there a password people should know about? Because on streaming platforms, there's Soul Child and uh, some singles. But we, we got the answer right there. Go to his site, sign up, and, and you know, you're going to get some more bars i'm sure yeah and you know i know that my name i've done it myself it can be a little hard to find right now you know what i mean on certain um like on spotify so if you want to just get to my spotify all my music is right there on my website you get there to the home page it's got a spotify button got an instagram button all the music streaming buttons like at the top so if you things right there all right there all right there welcome to my world come on people <laughs> get get tapped in um so a big part of conversations with T-Mac is music. Another big part is food. Mm, okay. Little okay. Rock, Arkansas. Tell me about some food spots down there. What's what's it like? Where do the people got to go? Boy, I tell you this, it ain't nothing like here, man. And I say that in the sense that there's some things that you cannot recreate uh, from Little Rock. So barbecue, you know, we're also not only just the music, but man, we're in a food like 
heavenly triangle or box. You know what I'm saying? Louisiana, Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, all these places. But specifically, like in Little Rock, man, you can just get some good home cooking, like good soul food and um, things like barbecue. And um, I'd say that's like, you know, the culinary stuff you can expect, just heavy, soulful, comfort food. And, you know, Little Rock's grown a lot, too, so you can find all your type of taste palettes from all types of ethnicities as well. You know, it's, it's, it's eclectic in that sense. But if you want to get the essence of little rock, something that, you know, they try to do here, but the barbecue's dry, you know what I'm saying? Like little rock, you leave with the takeout, but the soul food is, is, it's bleeding through the bag. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like when you walk out with the, yeah, you walk out with the bag, the barbecue, you like, yeah, this okay. is, this is, they didn't, they didn't spare me. They didn't measure the sauce, man. They just dumped that and said, you know, but yeah, just some good home cooking, man, is what you can expect out of Little Rock. Where are the spots? Sam's Barbecue is legendary. Um, Sam's Barbecue has been going on since maybe the 70s. Um, somebody out there could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, like 70s, 60s. Just a homegrown, independent spot that's been serving the best for a long time, long, long time. Um, I would say also um good strip of like, restaurants like if you're out of town you don't have much time you can head down to the river market which is just this nice um man line of like it there's there's businesses there's bars on both sides of the street and it's just a long long street called president Clinton Ave, um where you can go and like if you don't have much time just go park there and walk and you'll find all types of great bars great food and the river's right there. We have a nice river trail and system where you can go walk that food off. You know, when you're done eating, you're right there by the water, and nice, you can nice. you can walk it off. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Nice, dude. Very good. Um, so, I'm, obviously, the food out here don't compare to over there. But do you have any favorite spots out here that you've been to, or spots that you really didn't <clears throat> enjoy that you know I could go check out? Yeah, man. Out here, it's about <laughs> a lot of months staying warm and staying hydrated, and I like. Being out here, I really uh, like ramen and pho. You know what I mean? It's just those are good meals to have up here in the mountains, especially right now. Like, I, that's probably what I'm on for the next couple Warm, months. Warm, real feeling. Exactly, man. Exactly. Take your jacket off. Get comfortable. You know, eat that pho. But pho 95 off of Federal is terrific. They are, they are man, they are awesome. Um, even before I moved out here and I was visiting, um, you know, visiting my, my girl and we're now, you know, now here, but, uh, um, fun 95 is a place we go like all the time. And, uh, that place they hold up, <laughs> they hold up. So, um, I say that's dope. Karma off of, uh, um, Broadway, like South Broadway. Karma Asian is super dope. The pad Thai is what I recommend. I get it every time, but they are super dope um and uh won't break the bank too much but that don't mean the quality <laughs> is lacking either so okay. i love i love those two spots in particular man um i'm a creature i have it <laughs> yeah. yeah hey i'm the same way i'm the same way i haven't been to too many spots yet um we're gonna spot called blue pan pizza i bring home pizza way too much man. oh man but speaking of blue pan pizza we're gonna hook you up with a blue pan pizza gift card i work on the food truck too so you know we're gonna come out and, and definitely Hook you up for sure. Introduce you to some Detroit style pizza. Come on, Have my god! Have you ever had a Detroit style pizza? I didn't even know. I don't even know how to describe. No, I have yeah, not. I yeah, gotta... Detroit has their own style of pizza. It's a very thick pizza. We talk about good things to eat in the winter. Blue Pan Pizza is definitely a place you can go relax, take your take your coat off, get a nice craft beer if you're into that, and you know get a nice thick 
heavy, filling, warm, delicious pizza. Hey. And we're going to hook you up with a few of those for sure. I'm checking that up. I'm checking that out ASAP so I can holler back and be like, yo, give you my feedback. But I look, knowing T-Mac, I know it's fire. <laughs> Come I know on, it's man. Fire. I wouldn't work there <laughs> if it's not. You know, it's got to be certain... Got to be up to a certain level with me. We got certain standards. Just like yeah. the bars, the pizza's got to have a certain standard too. You know what I'm saying? I notice. I notice. I notice. <laughs> uh, Rose, anything else you want to leave the people with? I love this conversation. Um, you know, we talked about Soul Child, sort of your creation process a little bit, sort of what's next to come. But anything else you want to leave the people with? Yeah, I just want to say that um, it's going to be a busy 2023. Like in terms of like, you know, shows for me, I've already got... The first three months, you know, booked out pretty much, looking to fill that up more. So uh, January 6th, that's a Friday, I got a So Far Sound show. Um, it's going to be in downtown Denver. They don't release the location until 36 hours <laughs> until the show. But, oh, I'm uh, about to go to that like this Sunday or okay. somewhere else. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Dope. so so it's the it's the January 6th show if you go on the So Far Sounds Denver, and it's it'll say downtown Denver. But um yeah. It's an exclusive. We can't let too many people know, I don't think. They don't release the artist, right? I don't think No, they, they don't, but it's on my website. I keep my show calendar updated. It's there. It's there. It's so and any yeah, anytime you want to go see Rose or anything about Rose, music, whatever, go to his website for sure. Yes, but that's just really what I wanted to let y'all know is just that, you know, shows already for twenty twenty three are coming up. New project is gonna be coming out. Um, and I mean a new ferocity. So y'all be ready. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He's ferocious. We got a lion in the building. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to have him back up here uh, for the next project and break that down for sure. Appreciate your time, right, man. Rose. Hey, everybody, make sure you follow Rose. Check in below. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Yes, sir. Rose, Mr. Don't Play. Yo. Bitch, I'm coming from that south side. Rhymes, leave your mouth wide. You wasn't really outside. So how you gon' out-rhyme a rider? I could take a look and tell the hustle ain't inside ya. Can't be Hall of Fame and a part-time rhymer. So I'm full-time spazzing. Just to get established, I shot for the stars and I landed on a building. I